forecasting for my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 47. This week, let's talk about when you're feeling uninspired and not waiting around for inspiration. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. And a reminder, friendly little reminder, if anything that I say in a podcast or write on the blog or share in some way helps you, demonstrably helps you in your smut lancing career, please feel free to share it. This is the little site that could. And um, when you tell somebody about it, they are more likely to come to it than me spamming everybody and begging them to listen or read. So Anytime something actually helps you, a review on a podcast app helps, um, as does just saying, hey, this was useful, Hopes it helps somebody else. I appreciate it. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Is 2019 the year you want to grow your income and track it? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of my expenses, and to pay my quarterly taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great just for tracking your income, no matter how big or small. You can save 50% off the cost for a full year. That means you can get QuickBooks Self-Employed for as low as $5 a month for a year when you use my special link. It's bit.ly slash smutlancer. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash smutlancer. Or just use the link in the show notes and make 2019 the year you watch your smutlancer income grow. Okay, so this topic is kind of a big topic and I'm only going to touch on part of it. So there's the uh, when you're not feeling inspired part and then there's the kind of what to do instead conversation. Those are two, in my mind, two conversations. Um, And I really want to focus today on um, how you keep moving and what you should be doing when you're waiting for inspiration to hit because if in my opinion if you are trying to make whatever it is you're doing your sex blog your books your freelance career your e-commerce site whatever the hell it is you're making that you're trying to grow income audience whatever if you sit around and wait for inspiration you're going to be sitting there a very long time because it is not inspiration alone that builds anything. Okay. You need inspiration. Inspiration helps. Everything I do from loving BDSM to the smut lancer is came from some level of inspiration, but inspiration is not what gets the work done. So this one is one where I might rant. I'll go ahead and just tell you, but it's an important topic. Um, and I think there's a, a difference to be made here, sort of a line in the sand. If you are writing a blog or a book as a passion project in the sense that you want to do it, but there's not much driving you be- beyond the, I want to say I have done this and it's a hobby and it's not meant to be part of some larger dream or goal you have, if you wait around to be inspired, okay, because you're not you're not working off of some internal push that's like, no, no, let's get this done, let's get this done. If you're trying to make money and grow an audience and become whatever version of Smutlancer you want to be, 
this one is really for you, okay? So just trying to delineate between who can kind of get away with going, I'm just waiting for inspiration to strike and who really cannot. Because um, quite frankly, there is a difference, and I think some of us know this, between the work others expect us to do for them, right? Maybe they've hired us and we've agreed to do a thing, we have a deadline, or we go to work every day and we sit in an office or we stand behind a counter and we do that work and we get that done, we show up. Um, but that's because there's external expectations. When you start doing things for yourself, building the things that matter to you um, because you have a dream, a goal or whatever, now we're talking about internal expectations and those are harder to manage. And as creative people, written word, spoken word, whatever, whatever it is you're making, you are a creative person. If you are making a thing that did not exist until you decided to make it, a lot of us um, fall into the inspiration trap, meaning I can't write until I'm inspired. I need the muse to show up in order for me to create the thing. And that's, like I said earlier, that's fine if this is your hobby. That's fine if this is a thing that you don't, you're not driven in some way to do. You're not trying to get to a, an end goal to finish a thing so you can do another thing and keep moving forward. But when you are, the muse shows up for the person who showed up to work, quite frankly, and you have to find a way to sort of view what you're doing a little bit differently because it has become work at this point. Um, and I don't want to discount inspiration. It feels amazing when a new idea strikes me. I mean, the good ones, the ones I've actually been able to follow through on, it's like lightning has hit. And for me, the way my brain works, I know an idea is feasible, possible, and something I might actually want to do because when it hits, I can see the steps I need to take. I can't see every step I need to take. I'm not a genius, nor am I um, able to see the future, but I can see what steps I think I need to take based on the information I have and the education I have and what I know and what I've learned. Um, and I can see how it's possible and I get excited. And that is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Inspiration when it strikes and it hits you deep in a, in a special place where you're like, yes, I love this. That is so much fun. I love it. I love it. As somebody who is um, has bipolar disorder and gets manic, I get hit with those kinds of things probably more often than the average person. Um, and it's exciting every time, um, except when it's stressful. That's a whole diff different conversation, a whole different topic. Um, but f even for me, with somebody who has a level of mania going where my brain is just firing on those cylinders, it's not, I can't count on inspiration to get the work done. I cannot count on inspiration to move me forward. If I wait for inspiration every time I've, I've decided it's time to write a blog post, there would be a lot of times I didn't write a blog post. Now, are there times I skip a blog post and I skip a day? Sure. Um, do I take time off for different reasons? Sometimes because the words I would use is that I'm not feeling inspired, but what's actually happening is I'm burned out a little bit. Yes. But if I let inspiration dictate every single thing I do, I would be creating a whole hell of a lot less than I am. Okay. So let's talk about how to 
prevent those moments when you are not feeling inspired, what to do instead of maybe how to think about these things. Um, sort of the, what am I supposed to do when I'm feeling uninspired, especially if you've been waiting to be inspired in order to create. I'm going to, I don't want to say I'm calling anybody out, but the person who comes to mind when I think of this is a wonderful blogger, uh, sex blogger and erotic um, writer, uh, Violet Fox. She, um, in January, ran a challenge for blogging every day and then wrote a very open and honest blog post about feeling bad because she wasn't she wasn't inspired to write anything erotic. And so she didn't feel like she could keep up with her own blogging challenge. And what did that say to her? And then I, and not just me, a couple other um, bloggers sort of did the gentle nudge of, but who says you only have to write these things? Why can't you write other things? Um, and that, that was what kind of put the inspiration topic in my mind, because I know Violet is not the only one who goes through that. I know we've all gone through it at some point, even if we're not necessarily conscious of having gone through it. I've gone through it. The, before I wrote mental posts about my mental health or posts about not having sex or whatever, I had it in my mind that I was supposed to blog about this type of topic, but I wasn't inspired to blog about this type of topic. So therefore, did that mean that I couldn't blog about anything? That is a common blogger conundrum. Um, so that's kind of where this um, topic sort of started from in my head and it's been percolating. And then um, a good friend Quinn Rhodes um, sent me some questions the other day that I did a big long blog post about. And one of them was about inspiration as well. Um, and so it's all the little threads are coming together and <laughs> I, irony here, I was inspired to do this topic because of all those little little threads sort of coming together. Because inspiration is a big topic, um, especially if you have convinced yourself that you cannot create without it. So here's sort of some things to keep in mind to remember to do, um, to prepare for when you're running low on inspiration. So first of all, I like to keep and I've said this a few times before, I like to keep a running list of ideas um, because inspiration might strike when you least expect it. I get some of my best ideas in the shower, quite, fr quite frankly. Second place is when I'm driving in the car by myself. And so I can sort of zone out or I can turn music down or off and I can just sort of let my mind wander. I'll get all kinds of ideas. So there are tons of tips and tricks on how to keep a list, you know, whatever digital um, device you prefer, paper and pen. I actually, I tried really hard to get into bullet journaling and I don't like pen and paper for my calendar and my daily to-do list. But what I found that I loved was having a place to hold all of my ideas whenever they came to me, however far out I could think them through, and I have several, I would jot them down in the poor little bullet journal I tried to start for my calendar and it didn't work for my calendar, but it is perfect for my ideas. And I now have a very pretty journal that I wanna transfer all my chicken scratch writing into and sort of make that the official, here's all of Kayla Lord's crazy ideas. Um, place. And I'm actually working out of that book right now um, because it's been so useful because what will happen is the idea will hit me when I have no time at all to deal with it. But I can either let the idea percolate in my mind until it drives me to distraction and I can't focus on anything else, or I feel compelled to act on it, even though I'm not ready to act on it, or I can let it go into the ether and none of those work. 
So by writing them down, and for me, it is pen and paper, other people, it might be a Trello board, it might be the notes app on your phone, it might be Evernote. I recommend anything that if this works for you that lets you voice record, that way you can maybe like in a jumble of words, get it all out and then go back later and organize it. I have seen um, little, especially if you're a shower thinker, I think most creative people tend to be, um, you can even get like little dry erase board things that'll stick in your shower. I have not bought one. I have been tempted. Um, I think they sell them on Amazon and you can jot down notes in, in the shower as you're having them. But my point is, is when inspiration strikes and it will almost always strike at the worst time, like when you can do nothing about it, right? Create a system for capturing those ideas. Um, start a drafts folder on your laptop or your computer, something, something to get them so that when you are at a, on a day, when you're like, today is the day I was supposed to do the thing, blog, record, make something, market something like whatever. And you're like, well, crap, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm not, I have no ideas in my head right now that need to come out. You can go back to that system and go, which one looks like I could put something together today or over the course of the week or whatever. Use that, create a file. It takes some discipline. It takes some getting used to. It takes some habit changing. It takes changing your habits. But it's if you are coming up short on inspiration when you need it, and yet you're being inspired all at all the worst possible times, you need a system to catch those ideas. They will not come back to you on their own. I've just never seen it. Ha- at least for me, it's never happened. Um, the other thing about inspiration, inspiration, like I said earlier, is wonderful. I love it. It's a little bit of a high to me to get inspired and to want to do a new thing or have something that I'm just burning to talk about. But the reality is, the moment you move away from this being this thing you kind of do when you feel like it, when inspiration strikes, to this thing you do on a regular basis because now you have a goal, and it doesn't have to be money, but there's a goal somewhere, it becomes work. Now, that can be a scary word because a lot of us think about our current jobs and we think, but I hate my fucking job. I don't want this to be like that. It doesn't have to be. What I mean is treat it like work in the sense that you have a routine, you have a schedule as best as you can keep. You have expectations. Now those are all external expectations. Your boss expects you to show up and do what they hired you to do, right? Okay, you need to have some expectations as well. Now, some of us do really well with internal expectations. I'm reading some books on this, so I'm I'm educating myself here. And some of us do better with external expectations. Um, don't be ashamed if you have found that you're the type of person who will do more for somebody else than you will do for yourself. Like mind fuck yourself here, okay? Get some, Find an accountability partner. Find somebody who will make you feel like you're accountable to them, who is willing, okay? Consent always comes first. But whatever tricks you need to use, treat this like work. Treat this as if this was somebody was waiting for you to show up because somebody is waiting for you to show up. You, your audience, your blog, your website, your whatever. Somebody is waiting for you to show up. They will not come after you and beg you to show up, but they are waiting because they've already read all your other stuff. They've been following you. They're talking to you on social media. However, they're interacting with you. They're waiting for it. So if that works, if you think to yourself, okay, my quote boss in this situation is the audience or my boss is the goal I'm trying to reach, then whatever works, but treat it like work. Treat it like there is somebody who's expecting you to show up and do a job. 
I personally have found, and I, this is a little cliche, and there's some famous quotes that I could not find, quite frankly, when I was getting ready for this episode, about um, inspiration shows up for those who sat down to do the work. Inspiration shows up while you're in the middle of doing the work. And in a, a lot of cases, that has happened for me. I'm working on something else, and here comes a new idea knocking, right? Or here's a new way of doing something or a new thing to try. So if you get into the habit whatever habit works for your life, whatever habit works for the time you've got allotted for this. But if you get into the habit of showing up and sitting down at the keyboard, even when you're not feeling inspired, inspiration will, will show up to those who are who showed up to work, quite frankly. So the way I do it is I keep a blogging schedule. I know I will blog on certain days of the week every week. Do I miss those days sometimes because something comes up, life gets in the way? Yes. Do I not show up because I went, I don't know what to say. No, that is, I will, I will find something. Even if I have to start the first paragraph with, I don't know what I'm going to say here, but here, let's get started. Sometimes the very act of starting, will get the words flowing. We'll get the creativity and the inspiration flowing. So Treat it like the work that it is. Show up even when you're not inspired and you do not know what will just sort of come come out of you, pouring or trickling, but something can happen when you show up for it to happen. Um, The other thing, when we're talking about feeling uninspired, the thing I would challenge you to do is to make sure that it's not, that you're not inspired but that it's fear and self-doubt. I found this quote, I was looking for quotes about the muse and inspiration, and I found this one. The worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. Supposedly, Sylvia Plath said that. Um, The internet sometimes lies, so I hope Sylvia Plath really said that. But it's it's also true. Um, A lot of times, it's not that we're uninspired, it's that we are nervous. So I'll take the sex blogger example. I did it myself, I know dozens at this point of sex bloggers who have gone who've gone through this you are known for writing certain things writing on certain topics writing in certain ways and that's not what's in your head right now that's not what's sort of ready to burst forth from your fingertips you've got other things on your mind it's your mental health your physical health um some problem you're sort of working through um something you're worried about something that you're uncertain about like there's all kinds of things things that are important to you but you think to yourself does my audience really want to read that is that too much is that going you know off course and in another direction or in the wrong direction like there's all these reasons we tell ourselves that maybe we shouldn't or can't create in a new way than the way we've been doing it that will clog your inspiration quicker than anything my advice Whatever it is in your that's in your head, even if you're somehow convincing yourself, this is not what I'm known for, this is not what I usually do, whatever, create it anyway. You may not hit publish on it, quite frankly. You might create it and go, oh, I feel better. I got that out of my system. And also know I'm gonna make the choice that this is not gonna go public. But by sitting down to do the work, to create the thing that's in your head, even though self-doubt is telling you that, oh, nobody wants to read this anyway, you will sort of unclog a pipe. You will get that out of your head, free up some space for something else to trickle in. My personal recommendation is unless there are, you know, 
you, we all have our own reasons for this, but most of the time I would say hit publish anyway. If the thing you're telling yourself is nobody wants to read this, nobody will care, or I'm not known for this, I absolutely challenge you to hit publish anyway. Uh, as creative people on the internet where we are making a thing that didn't exist until we sat down to make it, um, a lot of people are not connecting to you or your blog or your website or your podcast or your videos or whatever, because just because of the content and the topic, they are connecting to it because of who you are. There is something about you that is drawing them in. And so when you write in your mind, quote, off topic, you are giving them another way to connect as well. Like there's a whole bunch of reasons I would say, publish the thing that you think doesn't fit with what you've been making prior to this and keep doing it. But in terms of inspiration, in my experience, it is literally like unclogging a pipe. Like I'll get that thing out of my head, it'll stop swirling in there, it'll stop taking up brain cell space. And next thing I know, other things flood in that are inspiring me to write other things or to create other things, but I had to unclog the pipe first. So create it and then decide if you'll publish it. I really think most times the answer is publish it, but at least create it. You're creating that habit of sitting down to, to work, right? And not waiting for inspiration. And you're using those muscles of making a thing, even if you're not sure what the outcome will be. That is our entire life as creative people. We sit down and go, I think I know what I want this to be, but who the hell knows what's gonna happen? Let's start. But now you'll be doing it in a way that you're less comfortable with. And by doing it, you become more comfortable with it. So there's all kinds of benefits. Um, the other thing I wanna say, and it's a little bit of a lecture, so. <laughs> um, a lot of creative people talk about their muse. And I know a lot of erotic writers and sex bloggers who talk about having a muse that inspires them to create characters, to tell stories. And I um, think that's fascinating because my brain just doesn't work that way. I do not discount that feeling of having a muse, but I don't think that relying on your muse is always a good business strategy. Are there people who could probably make that work? Yeah, they probably have a very active muse. And quite frankly, they are probably doing a lot of other things well that allow that muse to show up. But if I'm gonna let the muse guide me is your entire strategy for whatever your goal is, I'm not personally convinced that's a good strategy. <laughs> I'm just not. I think that um, there was another quote that I could not find, so I will not try to say it or uh, attribute it. But basically the muse shows up for those who show up to work is the whole idea of it. It's the sitting down, do the thing, and then the muse will find you working and the muse will go, here, here, let me give you some ideas. But you have to sit down to do it first. Um, and that's if you believe in the idea of having a muse that guides your creativity. Uh, I would have said a long time ago, John Brownstone was my muse because anything involving him, I even now I find very easy to write. Um, but I also find things easy to write because I have seven, oh gosh, at this point, not adding in all the writing I've done, I've got almost nine years of constant writing practice of having of having a blank page in front of me and knowing I have to have a final product at some point and oh, we better start writing something. And that amount of practice makes it easier to 
find a muse or have a muse or let somebody else be your muse or it's not my personal philosophy though I do not I think at one time I sort of might have flirted with the idea of do I have a muse and John Brownstone is probably the closest thing to it but I that wouldn't even work if I didn't know how to sit down and just fumble my way through the keys on the keyboard quite frankly um so if you're inspiration is your muse and your muse is your inspiration and that's part of your your way of creating that's fine but I think you need more to go with that if you're trying to reach some big old goals and build an audience and make some damn money okay so that's don't want to knock anybody in their muse I just it can't be the only thing I don't think okay and the uh, last thing I want to say about inspiration because so many of us think of our ideas and our words and the way we're going to sort of put this stuff together as you know the inspiration. And maybe this makes me odd. A lot of things make me odd, so it's okay. Um, I use different things for inspiration. So I'm inspired by all kinds of things. I think we all are. I think we can take inspiration from anything and everything. But when it comes to sitting down when I don't really feel like it, being exhausted, but knowing, oh God, I, you know, I told myself I would do this blogging thing. So I'm going to do this thing, right? Uh, making a plan and sticking to it, all those things. The things I'm insp- that I allow and let inspire me are the things I'm trying to accomplish and the progress that I've made. So I use future goals, the things I'm trying to work towards. Like, am I? Tr- what am I trying to work towards this week? A completed to-do list would be nice. What am I trying to work towards this month, this year, this decade? Like, pick pick your you know your strategy and your goal and your timeline. But I use that as inspiration. Am I getting a little closer? Now we do have to be careful of impatience, and I am not a patient person, um, and that can make it more difficult. But if I need a reason to sit down and work and a topic is not coming immediately to mind and I don't quite know what the hell I'm going to create today, I just know that it's on my schedule to do, so therefore I'm going to do it. What keeps me going is knowing that I've got an audience waiting. It's knowing that if I don't hit publish today and I let a solid week go between the next now and the next blog post, my numbers won't go up. It means that I'll still reach my goal, but I've put myself a little bit further behind. Now there is a fine line here, okay? And for anxious, panicky people, we have to be very careful because we can easily get ourselves spun up and convinced we have to do all of the things, all of the time, all at once. And that's not true either. So you have to know yourself and you have to sort of see if this works for your personality to be able to let yourself be inspired by the thing you're trying to get to. If all it does is create burnout and make you think you have to hustle and grind, hustle and grind and never rest, do not believe that at all, um, then it's going to end up hurting you long before it helps you. So that you've got to find the balance of the thing I'm trying to work towards, the growing numbers, the growing audience, the progress I can make inspires me to sit my ass down and get the job done as long as it does not make you feel like you can never stop. Can't be that. So you have to you have to know yourself and you have to work on that for that to work. But for me at this point, it does. Because at this point, I can go back into my stats and I can look at summaries and I can look at year over year and month over month and I can see where there have been dips. And last year was a very rough year for me for numbers. I had, I didn't, I barely 
uh, increased views year over year, 2018 compared to 2017. And there were a lot of things for that. We had several months of tech tech problems and website problems. Um, my uh, output of content in on one site got spread among three or four sites. And so it all went up, but in one concentrated effort, it went down. So the numbers reflected that. Um, a lot of things were going on. So, but I have enough history now that I can go, whoa, 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 I'm still increasing and this is still working. And these things I'm trying, look, I can see the numbers. For me, that works. I can go and while I do not rely solely on social media, because I do live with the idea that it could go away at any point and I might not have it to rely on. Um, and that is a reality of all of us as online content creators, but certainly in the sex and adult world. Um, we can get kicked off, booted off and ignored at any point on any platform. Um, so I don't rely on those numbers, but they are a good marker. Like if I can see that I put good content out and I put out something that I went, I don't know how this is going to play to the audience. And I got a ton of clicks over from Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or wherever, then that keeps me going. That helps me feel like I'm doing something and I'm going to try uh, with everything I've learned and incorporating all of the knowledge and the experience that I have. And you only get that by continuing to do the thing. Um, I'm going to try to replicate that while also always being true to who I am and the content I want to create. So the, the quote that I found that I think I'll close this out with, cause it feels right. And then I'll, I'll share a confession. The quote I found was, a professional writer is an amateur who didn't quit. Richard Bach is supposedly, according to the internet, said that. And my thinking is a professional anything at this point is an amateur who didn't quit. When it comes to the creative things, we don't have to go to school and be given a degree and earn a degree to be told that we are a professional. When you do the thing and you reach your goals, often with money, but not necessarily, you become a professional. The more experience you have, the more you learn, the more you do a thing, the better you are at it. And what takes us from being a the type of sex blogger or creative person in whatever realm that just wants to make a thing because they love it and they have no other goals beyond that to a person with goals who's like, I'm gonna be a smut lancer, I'm gonna make some money off of this, I'm gonna do something with this, is that you just keep going and you don't quit because it's hard. We have had the conversations in past podcasts about when you might need to quit something and when you should power through. But assuming this is a thing that you can power through on, keep going, keep going and treat it like work. Treat it like you are already a professional and you will become a professional that much faster. Now I'm gonna give you my confession and I don't have an answer for this. Um, it's just, if it gives anybody any comfort that they are not alone, okay? Um, I am well aware of the difference between waiting for inspiration and sitting down to figure out what I'm thinking once I've typed it out on a screen. I'm that kind of writer. Um, and my, one of my current biggest fears, I'm an anxious person, I have lots of fears, but one of my current biggest professional fears is that one day I will reach my big hairy ass goal and 
I won't necessarily have clients. I might have some partnerships I maintain because I like those people and those projects, but I'm working for me and it is my audience and it's my Patreon and it's my advertising, it's my sponsorships. That's what's paying the bills, right? So it's through all of my own effort and my own creativity and it's all through my websites, right? That's the big goal. And my fear is that without the external demands of deadlines and expectations of clients and having to rely solely on myself for the direction of what we're gonna do and how we're gonna keep making money, that I might not be able to do it and I might fall into the same trap. And I might go, oh, I'm not inspired, so therefore, uh-oh, there's nothing left for me to do. That is that That struck me today. And it was another reason why I knew I needed to talk about this because it serves as a reminder for me too, that if you can create these habits now, while the stakes are relatively low. And what I mean by that is you're still growing, you're, you know, you're not at the top of your earning potential or even anywhere close to your earning potential yet. And you have time to fuck it up and make a mistake and figure it out and find what works for you and figure, learn more about yourself and educate yourself about systems and tools and methods and all of that stuff. While you can do it now, do it, get into the habit of treating this thing that you love, hopefully, I hope so, and that you want it to become something bigger than it is, treat it a little bit like work. Treat it like, the reality is, is if you don't sit down and do it, nobody else is going to do it for you and nobody is gonna come make you do it. You have to find whatever techniques work for you to get you to do it. And like I said, some of us are, are very internally motivated. I put it on a to-do list, it happens, whether it's for the client or it's for me. Um, some of us are externally motivated. Some of us don't wanna feel like we have to do it and we're doing it because we wanna do it. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't wait till I finish these books because then I'm gonna talk about them because I'm learning so much. Um, but find what works for you. And don't be ashamed that something works for you that might seem silly. If it gets you to do the job and it gets you to stop sitting around waiting for inspiration to tap you on the shoulder, use it, own it, go, yep, this is what works for me and keep using that until it doesn't work anymore and then find something new. But if you are planning on becoming whatever your version of a smut lancer is, but you're sitting back and waiting for the ideas to knock you on the back of the head and let you know they've arrived, I truly honestly believe you're gonna be waiting for a long time. And it's when we work towards those things and we pair inspiration with hard work. I'm not gonna say inspiration and perspiration, although I was I was totally tempted. But it's when we pair the, the ideas and the exciting fun part of it to the sort of the drudgery of some of the work of it and the sitting down and having a routine and figuring it out and doing it even when we don't feel like it. So when we pair those things, then the magic can happen. And until you pair those things, you will most likely be stuck in the same place for a very long time. Yes, I did rant because that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> I hope this was helpful for somebody. I, if, if you needed a kick in the pants, I hope this was the kick in the pants you needed. If you needed validation, I hope this was the validation you needed. Um, it serves as a good reminder for me and does help me keep going when I'm tired, when I wonder if it matters, when I worry that, do I really want to reach this big hairy ass goal? Like those are all things that run through my mind too. So you are definitely not alone if you can relate to this topic. And if you feel a little challenged and you feel like maybe I've called you out a little bit, sit with that for a minute and think about it and then decide what you're gonna do. It is all up to you. The best part about this smut lancing thing 
And the scariest is that it is completely up to us as individuals to make it what will work for us. We can mirror what other people are doing. We can take things and, and, you know, best practices and try different techniques, but ultimately we have to find what works for us and it will be absolutely unique to us as individuals and there is no right or wrong answer. So, and that's a scary thing for a lot of us. So if you feel a little challenged on this one and you feel like I'm like being big meanie to you, just sit with that and then decide what you want to do. And it's completely up to you. No judgment. I still love you no matter what you do and where you go from here and how you use this advice, if you use it at all. Um, there's not a one size fits all. So there we go. I went for another little mini rant. Uh, that's a bonus for today. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard and you're not really mad at me, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week. Thank you.